وعلى اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين ومن تبعهم باحسان الى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي ما بعد respected elders dear brothers and sisters my young friends assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh we begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the universe, our creator, our sustainer, our protector, our nourisher. And we begin by sending peace and salutations upon his beloved messenger, Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, the final messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. I hope that you're all well by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And today, on this beautiful day, this blessed beautiful day, the sun is out, mashallah. The sky is blue and clear, as I can see from here. We find ourselves at the beginning of the winter break. Now, most of the time, this time of the winter break approaching is a time for excitement. Even for those who are not celebrating the holidays or not celebrating any, any holidays coming up, you know, it's a time uh, to take a break uh, from, from work, uh, especially from school for our young ones. And... Um, you know, in the past years, what would happen? Families would get together. Maybe you would have been planning to travel. Um, most of the time, you would have snow, although there's no snow today. Uh, you know, there would be events happening, and people would be going. Uh, many people from Ottawa would go to Toronto, for example, uh, or travel elsewhere. But of course, this year is very different. Um, we know that the vaccines for COVID-19 uh, have been released and are slowly going to be reaching. Um, people in different parts of the country, different parts of the world. And uh, actually, uh, the, uh, so the Assembly of Muslim Jurists of America, AMJA, a group of scholars, uh, and as well as the Canadian Muslim COVID-19 Task Force, both of them have issued, and I'm sure other organizations as well, have issued statements uh, about the vaccines, uh, approving them from an Islamic point of view and recommending them uh, as well. As this is one of the means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us to improve our physical protection. Now, of course, there can be much discussion and debate surrounding uh, safety and long-term impacts uh, of uh, vaccines that, that may have been seen in the past. Uh, but it appears, if you talk to the, uh, to the experts, honest, trustworthy experts in the field, uh, they will tell you that for the most part, um, the, the benefits uh, that the world has seen uh, for coming from vaccines outweigh uh, the harm, but khair, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best, that's a separate uh, discussion. That, but the reality is that even with the vaccines being rolled out, the virus is still spreading. And there's a lot of concern uh, regarding the winter holidays that people will be meeting. Because, you know, in the summertime, if you remember, if you think back a few months, uh, you know, we would pass by, uh, you know, for example, Andrew Hayden Park, and you would see uh, that... Uh, it will, it will be packed, especially on the weekends. Uh, many, many families, mostly Muslim, I think, uh, you know, who would be gathering and, and meeting family and friends and so on uh, outdoors. And of course, it was probably a lot safer uh, to do that outdoors uh, as opposed to indoors. But because of the cold now, uh, no one's going to be in the parks. Most of the parks are actually closed. Uh, so the concern is that people will be meeting indoors and there will be close contact, especially inside homes uh, or gatherings like weddings. Uh, and especially major concern with regards to the open serving of food uh, as well. 
so hospitals are preparing for a large increase after the winter break. And the concern is that that increase could actually may, uh, make the situation unmanageable inside hospitals, especially in larger cities. Uh, we're somewhat better off, alhamdulillah, here in Ottawa. Khair, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. Now, as always, of course, we place our trust in Allah. And with that, uh, we need to continue uh, taking precautions. Now, because of which, we are expected to have a very different winter break. A very different winter break this year. And uh, because of that, uh, or uh, rather, you know, this different type of break can be very difficult for some people, uh, for children, for youth, for adults, for the elderly, uh, various uh, family members, various segments of our community can find it very, very difficult, especially when there's nothing to do uh, or there's very little to do, I should say. Um, and, you know, you can't really go and meet people. You're probably not going to be able to travel. Uh, plus, you know, if there's snow or if it's very cold, and the nights are very long and the days are short. And as a result, uh, it's very likely that many people will be feeling uh, very sad and having feelings of depression. And actually, in fact, you know, this time of year is known to be when depression associated with winter tends to peak. Because, the, uh, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us in a way that we actually crave and we need sunlight. And we need to, you know, go out and get exposure to sunlight. Uh, and if a person, uh, you know, we're not designed to live in, in, in long periods of, uh, of darkness. Uh, or, you know, that is something that we find challenging just in the way that we are, we have been designed. So, uh, you know, extended periods of darkness coupled with the cold, coupled with the social isolation, these are all things which can pose uh, serious challenges. So today, we're going to briefly look at uh, inshallah, at some steps that we can take to fight sadness and feelings of depression and hopefully spend a happier winter holiday. This may not apply to everyone uh, in every way, but uh, more likely than not, you have a family member or someone that you know who is going through this or will be, uh, you know, who perhaps could find these tips uh, helpful, inshallah. Uh, so first of all, the first thing we have to realize is that our religion, our deen of Islam is a holistic religion, which promotes holistic wellness. And what that means is that the various aspects of our lives from an Islamic perspective are not separate. We don't compartmentalize and say, okay, this is my, you know, this is, these are the teachings with regards to the physical, these are for the spiritual, these are for the mental, uh, and, you know, they're all independent of each other, and, you know, I'm just going to do one, and it's just the impact of it or the benefit is just going to stay limited. That's not how it works, right? So it's a holistic because we are, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us as human beings with, uh, you know, the physical body, with the mind, and with the ruh, the spirit. So therefore, we can't separate the three. The three are, are linked to one another, and one, something that impacts one affects the other, right? So it's all, it's all interconnected. So what happens is oftentimes there's a misbalance that can end up leading to various symptoms and challenges. And we try to deal with the symptoms, not necessarily getting to the root of the problem, right? So, for example, if somebody just keeps getting headaches and you keep telling them, okay, take Tylenol, just keep taking Advil and keep taking Tylenol. Okay, well, that may give them some relief temporarily. Every four hours or every eight hours, the headache is going to come back. And it doesn't get to the root of the problem as to why the headache is actually occurring in the first place. 
right? So a lot of times what, what, what's happening today is that we see symptoms and we try to deal with the symptoms, but we're not actually getting to the root cause. And a lot of times the root cause is not so easy to identify. So a few things that can help us. Uh, and it's actually, uh, you know, very important, especially, especially when the days are short, especially when there's less sunlight, is to actually get exercise, right? Is to get out, try to get out of the home, even in the summertime or the spring. I remember during the pandemic, like in the beginning of the pandemic, right? A lot of people were just locking themselves up inside and it would be such, you know, a, it would literally be such a breath of fresh air if you just went out and started walking and you would notice that not just physically, you would feel better by the physical exercise, but your mind would open up and you feel refreshed and you feel, uh, you know, you, you feel good. So exercising is very, very important, uh, especially when it comes to mental health as well. And you think about it, right? When you're exercising, are you using your brain? Are you using your mind? Not really, right? I mean, if somebody's running, somebody's biking, unless they're doing like some crazy obstacle course, you know, I mean, you're just like, you know, you're using your body physically, but it's actually having a positive impact on your mind, right? Why? Because they're all interconnected, right? You, there's physical activity and you know, there will be certain you know chemicals that will be released in your brain and this is the design of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala subhanallah right everything is interconnected so exercise is good for us we know that but really really push yourself to try to get out I know it can be cold sometimes it may be difficult it may be challenging or you know maybe not everyone will be able to go out and walk uh, but getting exposure first of all exercising and getting exposure to nature uh, is is very very therapeutic and, and it's very very healthy very helpful uh, and actually, one thing that we are uh, trying to push, uh, the new program we started, is called KMA WellFit. Okay, so, and we're having a winter WellFit challenge. Um, and the idea is that um, we encourage one another to at least uh, move, without a car, of course, move for one and a half kilometers every day. Okay, so whether it's walking or running or biking or uh, jogging or, you know, whatever, snowshoeing, skiing, whatever you like to do, you know, go out. Uh, and this is a challenge that everyone can take inshallah try your best uh, you know if you're not able to for some reason that's fine but you know try your try, try to encourage motivate yourself encourage yourself and others to try to get out and move for at least one and a half kilometers uh, and you can actually sign up uh, you know for those of you who, who may not know there is a you know an app uh, that you can download you know on your devices called Strava and it'll actually we've actually created a community uh, on Strava so we can actually follow each other and see who's running how much or who's you know doing what uh, and we like each other's activities and we comment and, you know, just, just to give positive, uh, you know, reinforcement and encouragement to one another. Because when we see others doing it, then we also get motivated, right? So um, it's tinyurl.com slash KMAWellFit, or actually you can just go to canadamuslims.ca and you'll find the link uh, to sign up for this. So this is something new that we, we, we started. Uh, and again, the benefits of this will not just be physical, but inshallah, it will be mental and spiritual as well, because if you get out in nature, and you, you, because many times, you know, in our lifestyles today, we're just, we're just driving everywhere, right? We're hardly ever, and mashallah, some brothers and sisters, I can see them in the neighborhood, they're walking, but when the weather's cold, like it's, it's, it's tough to get out and the days are short, uh, but really try to get out because it gives us exposure to nature and, you know, it, it gives us a different perspective and it gives us an opportunity to appreciate the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the beauty of Allah's creation and his design and, uh, and, and like all these different, you know, things that we should be thinking about and reflecting upon that many times during the course of our busy days or, or while, you know, just staying locked up at home, we may not be exposed to as much. So exercising, very, very important. If you can't go outside, do it inside. I know people who just walk in their homes for kilometers, you know, or they'll have treadmills or, you know, other equipment that they can use. Uh, and they're really just, just running and, 
or walking and and uh, and, and making uh, you know good use uh, of their time, getting that exercise that's good for their health, for their physical health, but also their mental and spiritual health. Inshallah, that's number one. Number two, you know, taking care of our diet is also very important for you know the 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 reason the Allah Subhanahu wa Taala out of His wisdom and knowledge has prescribed for us to eat halal, uh, but also tayyib as well, right? And these things are not done just for no reason. Whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prescribes something for us or prohibits something for us, it's for our own benefit. And there, we might understand some wisdoms, but there's many more wisdoms that we do not understand and we are not able to appreciate just because our, our senses are so limited and our knowledge and our understanding is so limited, especially compared to that of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So eating that which is halal, number one, uh, but also wholesome uh, and pure and natural. You know, and, and eating halal, like sometimes, you know, we may not be so careful. Sometimes we may think, okay, well, some things are not that necessary and, you know, we're just going to be a bit lax. But subhanAllah, you know, it has an effect on our spirituality. It has an effect on the spirituality of our children. Right? These are things which are important and they're important for a reason because there are impacts that we may not be able to perceive. You know, a person may feel that they're having struggles, they're having challenging challenges with regards to uh, tarbiyah, right, with regards to various things. And, and then they may not even realize that perhaps some of it has to do with the fact that the, the nourishment that their children are getting, that they are giving to their children, is perhaps not halal, it's doubtful, or it is not tayyib, right? And therefore it's having an impact on their behavior, it's having an impact on their growth and the way that they are behaving. Uh, so, you know, taking care of our diet for ourselves, for our families, make sure that it is halal, but also, you know, that it is wholesome. Uh, trying to avoid junk, now of course we enjoy junk food once in a while, uh, but, you know, really trying to control the sugar intake, the salt intake, because, again, these things will have not just physical impacts on us, but it will affect us indirectly. It will affect us mentally as well and eventually and spiritually as well. Um, of course, the Prophet ﷺ has given us the one-third rule, right? Now, we're not really having dinner parties or gatherings, so maybe it's easier to practice this rule nowadays compared to, you know, when we're, when we're eating somewhere else uh, or when buffets are open, for example. Uh, but one third, you know, for food, one third, our, our stomach, right? One third food, one third liquid, and one third for air, right? And again, this is a prophetic prescription which can be very difficult to follow because our dinner is already taking up 90%, you know, uh, it's already taking 90%. And then the dessert is like another 20 on top of it. So we're already at 110 plus we're drinking, you know, so just, just trying to be mindful of these things. Um, and on top of that, not just the physical diet, but also... The, the 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 mental and spiritual diet as well, right? So what do we listen to and what do we watch? And this, again, subhanAllah, is something which is so overlooked, right? Where people will be trying to, to improve their spirituality or maybe they're trying to improve, improve uh, you know, things that have to do with their mental state, their behavior, all of those things, but they're not realizing what they're actually taking in. They don't realize the damage that what the material they're watching, right? Whether it's on Netflix or it's TikTok or, you know, any other... The platform that they're they're going through, the stuff that they're watching and the the things that they're listening to, especially if they're listening to music and they're listening to you know various types of lyrics, all that stuff is like poison. Right? Like, how is poison ever going to make you well? How is it ever? How is poison ever going to make you feel better? Right? It may you may think it, it, it it's it's going to make you feel better, but in reality, it's not. Right? Junk will make you feel miserable. Right? So the type of material that we're reading, that we're watching, even if it's just like YouTube videos or, you know, for older uh, adults, you know, you're watching stuff on YouTube, you're watching, you know, like the crazy, I don't know, videos that people are forwarding to you and you're just like, you know, spending your time doing all of that. Uh, it may be very captivating, uh, but how healthy is it, 
right? Is it increasing your anxiety? Is it increasing your worry? Is it make, you know, making you paranoid? Is it making you doubtful of, of things and of people? So really look at, you know, pay attention to what you're watching and what you're listening to because it is going to have an impact on you. Watch and listen to good material, healthy material, positive material. It'll make you better. You know, I was just in a presentation last week, a very, very good conference, mashallah, on Muslim mental health. And they were talking about the impact of news headlines, the impact of, of news and being too, too you know, attached to headlines and, and paying attention to the news and the type of anxiety, you know, the, the, anxiety, the impact in terms of creating or increasing anxiety uh, and, and giving uh, people a lack of, you know, mental peace. You know, so it's not, I mean, I studied journalism, right? I worked as a reporter. So I'm not saying, you know, news is not important or, or don't, you know, don't pay attention to the news. Of course, it's very important, but in moderation. Right, pay attention to what you're constantly feeding yourself because at the end of the day, it is going to have an impact on you. Number three, uh, appropriate sleep and rest at night. Now, of course, you know, some people may be staying up very late because, you know, it's, it's the winter break or, uh, or maybe sleeping in very late and things like that. And of course, once in a while, you do that, you take a break uh, as long as you're praying Fajr, of course, on time. Um, you know, it's fine. But, uh, you know, regularly, we want to make sure that our, our sleep. Uh, and, and our wakefulness is balanced, right? So it's not too much so that it becomes laziness and it's not too little so that it becomes harmful to our bodies because you know, Allah tells us subata, libasa. And we made your sleep uh, made your sleep for rest and the night as a covering, right? So there's a reason uh, why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know, has, has made night and day and part of it, at least one of the reasons is for us to be able to rest Right, so our minds and our bodies uh, to rest. So trying to use that, uh, you know, in a moderate way and making sure we get enough sleep um, that we need, especially for young people. I know it can be really, really challenging to go to sleep early, or you know, uh, and you know, just to, to some people are night people, some are morning. I understand that, but at the end of the day, trying to take care uh, and balancing uh, our our sleep, paying attention to our sleep, so we are sleep, so that we are resting and sleeping in a healthy way. Um, you know, doing something different. And breaking the routine is also healthy, right? Even if it's something which is simple. You know, some parents, I know a lot of parents will be dealing with kids who are saying, oh, we're bored, we're bored, what do we do, what do we do? Oh, this is so boring, this is so terrible, you know? And, and almost every parent has probably lived through that, and we may have done that ourselves when we were young, okay? But so, you know, it's natural. It's, it's natural that, you know, as human beings, we will get, become t we will get tired of routines. Uh, we will get bored at times. Uh, so try to do something different even it doesn't have to be something that's tremendous it doesn't have to be something that's you know that's 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 really big uh but tr just trying to break the routine and, and doing something simple even if it's going to a new place or you know i don't know getting food from somewhere different if you can or trying a new activity um you know trying something that you haven't done going to a place you haven't been to um you know just just exploring different things going to different places uh, that can help break the routine inshallah Next week, for our meat and tea session, uh, coming up on Thursday, inshallah, we will be talking about winter uh, fun and sports. You know, so there, there are activities some of our brothers and sisters and families are, uh, you know, engaged in that we may not know about. Uh, we may not be have tried before. So, you know, explore new things uh, and try to find, uh, you know, uh, things that you can do uh, that are a bit different than what you're used to. Now, also, the Prophet ﷺ has told us um, that you know one of the things that i mean okay so as human beings we're we're looking at others of course right we hardly ever look at ourselves right we're always looking at others like i'm looking at you right now 
right? So we are we are used to looking at others, and one of the ways that we look at people sometimes is that we compare, right? We look at what others have, and this is tends to be a major issue at this time, especially with those who have children, you know, who have uh, friends who or you know classmates who are perhaps celebrating Christmas or getting lots of gifts and things like that. You know, and you start feeling deprived, right? You start feeling, okay, well, now how come, you know, they get to get all these things and how come I can't have this? And, you know, so there's a lot there's a lot of comparison that tends to happen. So the Prophet Sallallahu has given us, you know, really, really golden advice. And that is that, That look at those below you, do not look at those who are above you. Why? For it is the best way not to belittle the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? So first of all, try not to compare. But if you're going to look, if you you know, if you're gonna pay attention to what people have, um, or or you know, if you're gonna pay attention to their state, then look at those who, who have less than you, right? Meaning not not below you in a bad way, but those who have less than you or you know, who are not as blessed as you are by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because it is the best way not to belittle the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we start paying attention to you know what we don't have and what others have then we lose appreciation for the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us on the other hand if we pay attention to you know what we have and what others don't have it increases our appreciation of the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so you know first try not to compare but if you're going to look then look at those who don't have right who don't have anything and for parents expose expose your children to people who don't have, right? For those who are less fortunate, right? We're so used to meeting in our own social circles, you know, own families, which is good. There's nothing wrong with that, as long as you practice it safely nowadays, of course. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But what happens is we end up living in a bubble, even adults, right? We start thinking that everyone is at the same level as us. We start thinking that everyone else's lifestyle is the same, that everyone's uh, standard of living is the same. And especially if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed you, it can become very easy to, to, to get cut off from reality, right? You lose touch, right? I've had that experience before. We went to a, you know, a, a, a soup kitchen to serve a meal at Eid al-Adha, alhamdulillah. And, um, you know, it was just literally blocks away from, you know, the local university. And, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed the volunteers, but, you know, some of them were like, we are so used to walking in these polished, you know, clean corridors of the university amongst educated people and academics and, you know, where people who are relatively well off, we never realized that this is the state just three blocks away, that there's people who are hungry and, you know, who have nowhere to live and they're coming for food. And they had, you know, we were serving them, alhamdulillah. So, you know, just, just snapping out of our little bubbles and actually realizing uh, what's actually happening to people even within our own cities, that can be a great way of, of increasing our appreciation for the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but also then motivating us to help others as well. Um, and that's my next point that, you know, um, if you have nothing to do, find, create something to do, right? By serving others, by coming to, to, the, to, to the aid of others, by becoming a means of mercy for others, right? When it comes to homeless people, especially, you know, in the cold, um, whether, you know, you collect socks or, uh, you know, uh, gloves and coats, uh, and donate them to the homeless shelters and of course contact them first to see what they are receiving these days uh, or raising money or you know making cards for uh, the our elders people in long-term care facilities who are really feeling isolated and uh, nowadays you know finding something something to do that you can do 
yourself, with your family, with your children, to, to brighten up someone else's day, and in the, in, in the process, you, you feel good about it as well. Right? And of course, it counts as sadaqah for you as well. Inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you. And again, when it comes to mental health, right, the top two things that are recommended right off the bat, especially for people dealing with depression, is exercise and volunteering. Exercise and volunteering. Those are the two things that if you just get yourself, push yourself to do that, you will almost always start feeling better, inshallah, right? Even by a little bit. Okay, so coming to, to the benefit of others, helping others. Um, giving or supporting people in any way that you can, uh, even if you can't give yourself, right? But just like getting something going, right? Collecting something, uh, you know, whether it's money or goods, arranging for it, facilitating it, and you get the equal reward, right? Or similar reward. That's what the Prophet has told us, right? The beauty of Islam is you don't have to be rich in order to get reward for sadaqah. You don't need to have anything in order to get rewarded for giving in charity because you become a means of facilitating goodness for others, and inshallah, you will receive a similar reward. And most importantly, my brothers and sisters, have a ha happy winter holiday, uh, winter break. Most importantly, let us increase in spirituality. Right, That is the number one way to find peace in our hearts. Right, That is the main way of finding peace. Okay, if we want peace in our hearts, if we want restfulness, if we want our hearts to be calm, it's not going to come from anything else. Or it may come from some things, but it will be temporary. The impact that we are going to get from the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by far that is going to be the most powerful source for peace and contentment in our hearts. Um, you know, so whether it's salah or making dua, or recitation of Quran, listening to Quran, listen, uh, you know, making adhkar with focus, listening to you know inspirational talks that remind us of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know we have uh, something new also the winter dua challenge which starts Monday as well inshallah uh, going through uh, the two weeks during the winter break uh, we'll have a new dua that is posted every day inshallah new prophetic dua and it's for children but also for youth and adults everyone can participate and the challenge is that you memorize the dua of the day and you uh, submit it to us you record it and you submit it to us that day before midnight Everyone who does that, it doesn't have to be perfect. You try to memorize it as much as you can. And you, you submit it, inshallah. Uh, if you submit it that day, uh, each person who submits it will be entered into a prize draw for that day. And then there's going to be a grand prize draw at the end as well, inshallah. Again, so just to motivate us, have something to do, and having some goals and, you know, using our time positively. So, you know, that is something that you can find online on our website at canadamuslims.ca. Inshallah, starting Monday, we'll be posting the dua here on the window as well for those who would like to come to the masala with their families to see the, the dua of the day. Uh, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said, uh, reported that the Prophet said that no person, and another report, no believer, suffers any anxiety or grief. And then says this dua, Allahumma inni abduk, wabnu abdik, wabnu amatik, nasiyati biyadik, madin fiya hukmuk, adlun fiya qadauk, as'aluka bikul ismin huwa lak, sammayta bihi nafsak, aw anzaltahu fi kitabik, أو علمته أحدا من خلقك أو استأثرت به في علم الغيب عندك أن تجعل القرآن ربيع قلبي ونور صدري وجلاء حزني وذهاب همي Meaning, O oh Allah, I am your slave, the son of your slave and the son of your maid slave. Your command over me is forever executed and your decree over me is just. I ask you by every name belonging to you which you have named yourself with or revealed in your book or you taught to any of your creation, or you have preserved in the knowledge of the unseen with you, 
that you make the Quran the life of my heart and the light of my chest and a departure for my sorrow and a release for my anxiety. So this is a dua. It's a it's somewhat lengthy dua, but perhaps it's something that we can learn. It's not part of the challenge because it might be hard to learn in one, one day. Uh, but then the Prophet said, what will happen to that person except that Allah will remove their sorrows and, or their sorrow and replace it with happiness. Okay, so if you're feeling anxiety, if you're, if you're feeling um, sadness, grief, then this is the dua to read. Because the Prophet said that Allah will remove that person's sorrow and will replace it with happiness. And what, what, what could be better than that? Right? That our, our sorrow is removed, our grief is removed, and it is replaced by happiness. And the companions asked that, Ya Rasulullah, should we memorize these phrases of the supplication? And he responded, yes, whoever hears the words should memorize them. So as much as possible, you know, try to memorize this dua, inshallah, I'll post it on my Facebook as well, uh, so that uh, you're able to memorize it, inshallah, if you don't know it already. Now, um, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa went into the masjid one day and found Abu Umama radiallahu anhu and said, Oh Abu Umama, why do I see you sitting in the masjid? when it is not prayer time. So Abu Muhammad said, it is due to anxiety and grief, which resulted from debts that I owe. So the Prophet said, shall I teach you words, shall I teach words which will take away your grief and by which Allah will help you repay your debts if you were to say them. So Abu Muhammad of course replied, yes, O Messenger of Allah. Yes, Ya Rasulullah. Thereupon the Prophet said that, that every morning and every evening say, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-hammi wal-hazn, wa'udhu bika min al-ajzi wal-kasl, wa'udhu bika min al-jubni wal-bukhli, wa'udhu bika min ghalabat al-dayni wa qahr al-rijal. That, O oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from anxiety and grief, weakness and laziness, miserliness and cowardliness, the burden of debts and from being overpowered by men. And after this, Abu Umama radiallahu anhu commented that, I did this and Allah relieved my sorrow and anxiety and helped me repay my debts. Uh, apart from that, of course, reciting Surah Al-Falaq, Surah Al-Nas, um, uh, Surah Al-Fatiha, uh, you know, very, very powerful, especially before going to bed for Mu'awwadatayn, uh, Surah Al-Falaq, Surah Al-Nas, uh, coming to, come together to offer salah in jama'ah. Of course, Alhamdulillah, Musallah is open for Fajr, Maghrib, Isha. So sign up for your pass at kananamuslims.ca slash pass. You can come for the, for the prayers in jama'ah. Um, you know, meeting and seeing one another, talking, even a salam, a smile. Well, I may not see the smile because of the of the mask, uh, but nonetheless, you know, it is something that will help us feel better, inshallah. The Prophet wasallam said that Yadullahi ala jama'ah, right? The hand of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the mercy, the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are upon the congregation or upon the jama'ah. So, you know, resist the urge of becoming isolated. Yes, we may be due to the circumstances. But try as much as possible to to be in touch with one another and uh in terms of good things that we can do also reaching out to others who may be isolated so perhaps we are not but perhaps there are elder uh, you know our seniors our elders or some you know uh, some members of the community who are shut in and they're not able to get out or they find it difficult uh so calling uh video calling you know having conversations and being in touch that is something also that we can do that will keep us busy and also make others feel good and give them uh, you know, something to look forward to, inshallah. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us uh, from all types of grief and anxiety, depression and sadness. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make our winter break, but also all of our days always a means of peace and happiness for us. 
Amin ya Rabbal Alamin. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alamin. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Rabbana adhalamna anfusana wa illam taqfillana wa tarhamna nakunanna minal khasirin. Wa Allah, please forgive our major and minor sins, ya Rabbal Alamin. Wa Allah, please fill our hearts with the light of iman, with the strength of taqwa, with love for you and your book and your beloved, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa Allah, please purify our minds, our hearts, our, our thoughts of all, everything that is evil and make our minds and our bodies and our souls True believers in every way, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, please envelop us all in your unseen protection, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, please cure all of those who are ill, all of those who are facing hardships and struggles with regards to their health. Oh Allah, our elder sister who is in pain and weakness. Oh Allah, our brother and sister living with long-term pain and injuries. Oh Allah, our pioneers, our elders, and others who are ill with cancer and other illnesses. Oh Allah, our, uh, uh, all of those who are ill or who are injured, who are in any type of pain or grief or anxiety or stress, oh Allah, please cure them and heal them. Oh Allah, you are the cure and you are the healer. Oh Allah, please grant them all speedy and complete recovery, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma anta rabbuna la ilaha illa ant. Khalaqtana wa nahnu abiduk wa nahnu ala ahdika wa wa'dika mastata'na. Na'udhu bika min sharri ma sana'na. نبوء لك بنعمتك علينا ونبوء بذنوبنا فاغفر لنا إنه لا يغفر الذنوب إلا أنت اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم أزبغ علينا لباس الصحة والعافية وجعلها عونا لنا على طاعتك ومرضاتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وارنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه اللهم ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم أحسن عقبتنا في الأمور كلها وأجرنا من خزي الدنيا وعذاب الآخرة اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من زوال نعمتك وتحول عافيتك وفجاءة نقمتك وجميع سخطك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن والعز والكسل والبخل والجبن وضرع الدين وغلبة الرجال اللهم اقفنا بحلالك عن حرامك واغننا بفضلك عمن سواك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف الرحيم اللهم أحر المسجونين المظلومين خصوصا في بلاد المسلمين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم ألف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحد صفوفهم واصلح قادتهم واجمع كلمتهم على الحق يا رب العالمين اللهم حرر فلسطين والمسجد الأقصى يا رب العالمين اللهم احفظ وانصر إخواننا وأخواتنا في كل مكان يا رحم الراحمين اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان وحقق لهم النصر والفتح المبين يا رب العالمين وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا رحم الراحمين جزاكم الله خيرا my brothers and sisters uh, just uh, an announcement with regards to uh, foodie Fridays alhamdulillah we're starting to sell uh, food once again uh, to benefit uh, the masjid uh, project inshallah so that's kanadamuslims.ca slash food today on the menu this evening so it's no longer jama'ah time but from 4.45 to 6 p.m. is the pickup, uh, chicken uh, biryani tonight on the menu, inshallah. So you can sign up for uh, food. Please do place your orders because it's almost finished. 
uh, at www.lanamuslims.ca slash food. And also, as I mentioned, our dua challenge starts on Monday uh, and also uh, the winter welfare challenge as well. Uh, both of those links are also on our website at lanamuslims.ca.